It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. What's up, 49ers faithful? We are back with another episode of the 49ers Web Zone No Huddle Podcast on the Odyssey Network. And as the great Al Sacco once said, smash that subscribe button. Like, subscribe, download, send us money, whatever you want to do. Just just do it. Like, because <laughs> we are the longest running 49ers podcast on the internet right now. Do you guys know that we are the longest one now that Oscar is out of the game? It's us. We've been around a long time. I I feel yeah. hard pressed to join in on the we of that. Uh, yeah. But you guys, you guys are part. No, you're, of you're the part longest of running too. podcast. You're, you're part of that too. And for those of you listening in, I am as always joined by Al Sacco and Brian Rennick, and it is our first off season show of uh, 2023. Super Bowl is over, free agency coming, and this is officially the worst time of the year. As far as sports go, there is no mm-hmm. baseball, hockey, and and the NBA are nowhere close to the playoffs. And we are just sitting here discussing Clint Kubiak and the hiring of Clint Kubiak and quarterbacks. Let's get into it, guys. Big news, big news. Yeah, the Huge 49ers. News. Yeah, so uh, Tom Pelissero reported, uh, I think about two hours ago, that the 49ers are hiring Clint Kubiak into a quote unquote top spot on Kyle Shanahan's staff. Uh, most people are saying that it is probably just a replacement for Bobby Slowick, who was pass game coordinator last season is now D'Amico Ryan's offensive coordinator uh, down in Houston. Uh, and let's not confuse Clint Kubiak with Clay Kubiak, who is already on the 49er staff as assistant QBs coach. So now we've got a greasy and two Kubiaks on this staff. I mean, it's it's a Denver Broncos bonanza over here in Santa Clara. Um, and a McCaffrey. And a McCaffrey. And yeah. a McCaffrey. Yep. Yeah, great, great point. And a McCaffrey. So, yeah, I mean, it. Any anybody that Kyle Shanahan hires, I'm like, well, that's probably a great hire because that is what he has proven over and over again. Uh, Kubiak's only been has been an offensive coordinator once. That was in 2021 with the Minnesota Vikings. And they finished that season with the, I believe, the 12th ranked offense in the NFL. Um, underneath Pelissero's tweet about the hiring were a ton of Vikings fans who were just whiny man babies about Clint Kubiak. Uh, and I couldn't figure out why. They hate him there, apparently. Um, but again, the offense that he ran was the 12th ranked offense in the NFL. And then he went to, to Denver last year as the QB coach uh, for Nathaniel Hackett. And then took over play calling, uh, I believe, after week 11 and actually increased Denver's scoring by five points a game from 14 and a half through week 11, 14 and a half points a game to 19 and a half points a game. So uh, Kubiak, well-versed in the Shanahan system, obviously uh, his dad was uh, was Mike's uh, offensive coordinator for uh, 10 seasons uh, in in Denver. So. Uh, yeah, just just adding to the the cabinet of offensive minds that are already there. Oh, Anthony Lynn, another Denver Bronco uh, yes. <laughs> connection. Uh, Anthony Lynn was a running backs for uh, Mike Shanahan in in Denver. So, yeah, it is uh, apparently Bob, Denver, Bobby Turner Denver as West. well. Yeah, Denver West here, Denver West in in Santa Clara. So Kubiak was the OC for the Vikings in 2021, right? Yeah, when he was. 
Yep. Do you, do you think Tim and Kyle are just going to stay up at night and talk about Kirk Cousins together? I think oh, that's God. why he's hired. I think that's, like, that's why he was hired. Why, right? It's like, dude, we could have sleepovers. <laughs> we could talk about Kirk. It'll yeah. Be great. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, Brian, every <laughs> hire he makes is generally a good one to the staff. So it's hard to really delve too much into it or critique it's probably gonna be a great hire he's probably gonna get an oc job somewhere pretty soon because <laughs> that's just the way it works that is how so, it works did you guys see this trey lance interview with quincy avery there was a lot of trey lance stuff that came out today mm-hmm. recording this on a thursday he had this interview on a podcast with quincy avery and albert breer breer also had some interesting stuff about him that i just some stuff i want to hit on with him so yeah he said lance was on this podcast with quincy avery and he backed up what mike silver had said about his arm being dead said my arm was honestly just dead from throwing the whole entire time going through two fall camps my last year of college straight into draft prep i probably threw three times a week from 2020 and 2022 so he did indeed have a dead arm which which mike got killed for which was unfair for him because mike's pretty reliable dude but sometimes people hear things they don't like and they, they want to attack people but sure so that so that was you know that happened and he had just been throwing too much or whatever so um, and he talked about, you know, how hard it was for him this season and, uh, to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And this was one of the the, the toughest years of his career um, just because of what he went through. And, and Quincy Avery had some really good things to say about him, Brian, didn't he? He did, you know, uh, just to kind of paraphrase. And, and we actually reached out to Quincy Avery. We're hoping to have him on the show, uh, hopefully sometime next week. Uh, but we'll see. But, you know, Quincy Avery is uh, the founder of QB Takeover. Uh, he has worked with a lot of QBs, uh, especially the last few years for draft prep, including uh, Justin Fields, uh, including uh, a handful of other uh, quarterbacks. And, you know, he said essentially that he feels like the the step that Trey Lance is going to take this season is he is confident that it's going to be a step that no other quarterback that he has worked with has taken before in terms of where he was before to where he will be this offseason. And and honestly, that's that's really what that, that's what's going to save Trey Lance's career, right? At least his career in, in San Francisco. He has to show Kyle Shanahan and his teammates more specifically, I think, that he is ready for for this for this role. Because more more likely than not, you know, uh we are we are now six days away from Brock Purdy's surgery right his surgery is scheduled for february 22nd we will know a lot more when that surgery ends what brock party's timeline is if they go mm-hmm. in and they realize the ligament is too damaged uh then they have to do a complete reconstruction and brock Purdy is out for all of 2023 if they do the the brace surgery like they anticipate then again it's six months but three months until he can start throwing and then it's a ramp up from there but regardless six months from February 22nd is August 22nd, which is, you know, opening, opening day is right around the corner. Week one is right around the corner. So Lance is going to have an opportunity to prove to Mm -hmm. Shanahan and his teammates that he is worthy of this job. And then if his play backs it up, you know, it, it could be that Brock Purdy was this sensation and, and then he gets relegated to QB two because Trey Lance, again, is far more athletically gifted than Brock Purdy is. And if he can operate the offense like Purdy was, uh, the sky really is the limit. I'm I'm mentally prepared to see Trey in week one. I'm, I'm mentally preparing myself for that. I'm not saying that he will, 
but just just for my own sort of expectations because look anybody who's thrown anything in the history of anything knows that 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 the this motion on your arm is the most stressful thing you can do right that's mm-hmm. that's the most and for the, those of you listening I'm, I'm putting my elbow up and my arm my, my hand up here and pushing it forward like a pitcher does right like you it is the most stressful act that you can have on your arm and there's all sorts of repetitive stress injuries that happen as a result of it that aren't necessarily worthy of surgery. So, you know, barring, barring any setbacks, yeah, Brock should be ready within the, the time frame of preseason. But that being said, we don't know if he's going to be throwing. We don't know how his rehab is going to be going, if there are any setbacks or anything like that. So I think that the fair thing to do for the 49ers is to prepare as if Trey is going to be starting for a week or two well, Brock is still getting his legs under him and his arm into into game shape. Because look, it's not just about rehab. It's also about getting your arm into game shape and being able to handle the rigors of a full season. We just saw Trey Lance say that he had, quote unquote, a dead arm because he threw too much. Now, the same could happen for a guy who hasn't thrown enough. And I think that there's something to be said about that. So yeah, like I think that this is a tremendous opportunity for Trey to to show that number one, he can stay healthy. And number two, that he is taking those leaps and bounds. There's another quote. Uh, I, I uh, Akash quoted it. I forget who he was quoting, but they talked about Trey needing to come in and be like a quote unquote totally different quote, quarterback. This that was Breer. That was a Breer yeah. quote. Yeah, I was going to read Breer, that. Right? Quote. It was interesting. Yeah, I'll follow yeah. up with, you on that, with that quote. Okay, so yeah, and I think that that's to me the the verbiage is very interesting because that's a that's a pretty steep hill to climb to basically remake your entire game and become a completely new player. I don't know if that's what the expectation is, but if that is the expectation that they're putting on Trey Lance, they're they're stacking the deck against him frankly. Like you're not you're not going to transform your entire game in an offseason when at this age at this level of experience, right? It's going to take it's going to take more than than that. I mean, I would hope that he comes back better and I think he'll come back better. But it's not just that. It's also, can he remain healthy? Like the, the, the other thing is, is that Trey is, after every single start that he's had, with the exception of Chicago one, he's gotten hurt, right? Mm-hmm. And he's been out for a significant amount of time. So I think that's the other thing that they're realizing is that it's not just about the ability, it's about the availability. Yeah. The one, most one important of the, ability. And, and one of the big reasons they moved on from Garoppolo was availability. And they bring in this kid who who hasn't been available. And Trey also talked in the interview that, OTAs were a huge wake-up call for him in 2021 in, in camp, just in terms of what he needed to do mentally and get ready. And the quote from Breer was, he said, Lance is well-liked and works his tail off. He's not as skilled as a runner as the Niners had hoped, but he's a big, strong athlete. The question really is whether he can improve as a passer. He's not a natural thrower of the ball. But Jalen Hurts wasn't either. He developed so it can happen. And if Lance, through his work with his personal coaches, comes back a different quarterback in the spring and lights up OTAs, then I think the Niners would be thrilled. Nothing in there to me is of positive nature. And that's not anything against Lance. Lance has had a really rough go so far. So he comes in. I don't know what anyone expected from him. We've talked about this. He was as green as any quarterback ever coming in. He didn't play in a year. And then he comes in in 2021 and he hurts his finger. Zane, you were talking about the injuries. Hurts his finger and his finger wasn't right for a really long time. So he gets hurt right away. And then he gets a start and he hurts his knee. So he was pretty much banged up the whole, his whole first season. And then he comes back in 2021 and it's supposed to be his team. And we talked about, there's still expectations 
there or I should say there were expectations of this team that were lower because we didn't know what he was because he hadn't played in forever. And you could even see the way Kyle was using him. He was using him as a runner and less of a thrower. So he gets hurt again. So now it's three pretty significant injuries. The third one was a major injury and he hasn't had any time on the field whatsoever. And the big quote to me here was, he's not as skilled as a runner as the Niners had hoped. Well, what the hell were you looking at? Because I can tell you watching him run once, he's, he's a clunky runner. He runs yeah. into contact. He falls into contact. And when he got hurt, you know, you have everybody who's like, oh, well, I guess Lamar Jackson shouldn't run anymore. I guess Jalen Hurts shouldn't run anymore. That wasn't the point. The point is those guys know how to protect themselves. Trey Lance at this point does not. So he's running, 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 and he doesn't know how to protect himself. And again, we said on the show, he's going to get hurt. Look at the way he runs into contact. He's going to get hurt. He got hurt. So yeah, Trey has to learn to protect himself. But if if you're going into this saying, well, he's got to improve as, as a runner. He's got to improve as a passer. Well, no shit. He hasn't played in three years. You knew he was a project. And I feel like what, what was the thought process? Did they not know this was going to be a, a long, a long haul type thing? Did they think he was just going to come in and be great? He's very green. He was more of a project. So I understood the Garoppolo thing for, for a year, but then the injuries have set him back. And now Purdy comes in and you're like, whoa, where did this guy come from? So he's had a really rough go of it. And now I feel like there's kind of some unfair criticism of someone who just, how can he have these things? He doesn't have the reps. We knew what he was coming in. He was physically gifted sort of ball of clay that you can mold. He's not someone like Purdy who's coming in as a four-year starter with 1,400 pass attempts. He's not that dude. So, like, is he more talented than Purdy athletically? Sure. But he doesn't have the reps. And I think what we're seeing now is a little bit unfair to him. Yeah, that, and that was always my argument in, in 2021 about why Trey Lance should be starting. My argument was never that he is right now better than Jimmy Garoppolo. I thought that there were traits that he had, that there were aspects of his game that that could like supersede what Garoppolo offered immediately, and that really is just downfield passing. But I I am with you out. They drafted him with the idea that that he was going to get the Patrick Mahomes plan, right? Which is mm-hmm. we draft this player to a team that is really good and we have a solid QB, right? The Chiefs had Alex Smith, the 49ers mm-hmm. had Jimmy Garoppolo. We're going to let him sit for a year and develop whether you can develop by sitting and and just getting you know, uh practice squad reps or or scout team reps. I'm not I'm not a an authority enough to say yes or no on that. But it just doesn't make sense to me that you would draft a guy. Patrick Mahomes played for three seasons in a power five at a power five school. Mm-hmm. Trey Lance played a season at a, at a D two school or a, or a one double a school. So this idea that you drafted him with, with the Patrick Mahomes plan in mind still doesn't make sense because ultimately what Trey Lance needed and, and everybody knew it was reps on reps on reps on reps because he hadn't played. And if you're mm-hmm. not going to give him those game reps, then what are you doing? Why are you drafting this kid? And that's what I never understood. And so again, was it was it awesome to 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 make it all the way to the NFC Championship game in 2021? Sure. Absolutely. And 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 for Kyle Shanahan, obviously, that is a a feather in his cap and then to back it up this season as well. But ultimately, you lost a year of development for this kid cuz he never saw the field. And then you, you give him the starting job 
but you don't game plan for, for a passing attack at all because you don't trust him. And then he gets hurt in the first quarter of game two and you lose an entire another season of development. Like you said, Al, it's just unfair, right? His his journey has just been a, a, a tragedy, if you will, in terms of how you develop this kid. And if he would have gone to any other team in the top five, right, he probably would have started. And he probably would have started because that team in the top five typically sucks out loud, right? And they don't have a quarterback. And so they're going to throw that kid in. And so that's where I feel like he he ultimately was disadvantaged by being drafted by the 49ers because they had these dual timelines that they were trying to run when in reality, you can't do that. You cannot have your cake and eat it too. And that's Mm -hmm. exactly what Shanahan and Lynch tried to do. And now it's backfired. And thank God for Purdy, but now Purdy's hurt, right? So it's like, it's just a, almost a comedy of errors in terms of the the QB play. And 